A little advice. A little advice. Come on, come on, come on, yeah. Just a little advice. Just a little advice with Christine Little. Check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Little Advice Podcast, a podcast where I, comedian Christine Little, gives a little advice to one of my guests. Now, it's only a little advice because I only have a BA in psychology. I didn't really get to the counseling portion of the psychology degree stuff, but I read a lot of self-help, and I'm sort of a know-it-all, so I think I've got a little advice to give. You know what I'm saying? Y'all feel me? This is episode number 18 with Sierra Cato. She's a very funny comedian. She's been on Carson. She's been on Last Comic Standing. And she's a producer for the Query Cast. Query Cast podcast. That's fun to say. Ten times fast. Am I right? We talk about something highly relatable if you are everyone in the world. And that's social media addiction. It's a serious problem. Am I right? Yes, I am. That's why I said that. Podcast related, if you want to talk more about this episode or your addiction to podcasts, I mean, social media, that was a Freudian slip. I hope you're addicted to this podcast. I'm not going to lie. You know what? While we're talking about it, please leave a review and rate it five stars. Share it with your friends, maybe your brother who needs to listen to this. I don't know, but please pass it along. What? Thank you in advance. Social media addiction is something that uh, is very prevalent in society nowadays, and it makes us feel sad sometimes. So, yeah, without further ado, here is episode number 18 of Sierra Cato. Beautiful. Did I do it? Yeah, that was great. Thank you. One of the things is that I never know how to pronounce people's names. I mean, that's fine. (laughs) I have them all. Who cares? I'm like, how do I say (laughs) your name? But we were just talking about where she's from. Uh, I mean, she's, where are you? (laughs) You're really from. So like me, like my grandparents are even from LA. Yeah, you're from LA. I'm from LA, outside of LA, but then, but my dad's side of the family waitresses back. Hiroshima. Yeah. In Japan. Heard of it? Ever, ever heard of it? <laughs> and so I was just saying, well, now we're on the map. You know, <laughs> little town. Didn't know what was going on there before. Yeah, no. But, but everybody my knows family, now. I guess, yeah. was there. And then now, yeah, now we know. When there. did they leave? Was it before that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was before. It was before. Are they zombies? They're no. zombies. They're all gone. No, yeah. Um, I guess it was before. I think some, like, part of them returned or something, you know. Okay. Who, who knows? I didn't mean to get into this. You're like, I'm not. Oh, yeah, no worries. I mean, I love to examine my family history, but I literally know nothing. So I, I can't speak really to much. I don't much about my family either. My family yes, history. Yeah. I mean, I'm half black, so cool. I don't know what part of Africa that right. we're originally from. but And Ireland. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just know that. All over the globe. Oppressed people. Um, this is, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we need to know. All you need to know is that you're impressed. (laughs) So you're like slightly younger than me, right? By like maybe a year or so. I'm just kidding. Like I'm super old compared to you. I'm like your mom basically. Oh, okay. Great. (laughs) Young mom. Nice. Teen mom. (laughs) Um, No, well you look very young. Oh. And you're not, and you're not wearing makeup. No, I'm not wearing makeup. Well, I did. I did. Everyone must know. Fill in my brows a little bit. That's always important. I was like, I want her to see me like with some fuller brows. Hey, I I love a good full brow. We're gonna take a picture after, so I was like, I might as well at least do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but other other places like eyelid looks great. Sans makeup. Just one eyelid looks good. The other one looks like crap. I'm like, eh, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Both are great. Across the board. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. I was definitely, um, like, fishing for Good. compliments. Yeah, I, and... I could tell. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I love you so much. Okay, so, Sierra, what's your problem? Okay, so my problem is that, I don't know, it's like an ongoing thing, but I feel like I've always been kind of a competitive person, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's always, that's been helpful sometimes, like in school, you know, you try to it's easier to look at your other 19 classmates or whatever in your little first grade class and be able to compare and that can help you do better. But then now in like adult life, you can compare yourself to everybody in the world because (laughs) social media exists. So I feel like that can get in my head a little bit. Like I'm trying to, 
you know, A, not compare myself, which maybe that means not checking social media or not like thinking in that mindset, but I feel like because that's so ingrained in me from... So you've been comparing yourself to people since like since, first grade. <laughs> well, I don't know. I made that sound like I was a terrifying child. No. But no, I just mean that I guess it was, I feel like school does that maybe, like the school system yeah. we have, it kind of makes it very easy to compare because you're all taking the same classes and you're all like doing the same things and it's all on like graded in a certain way that's like an A is better than a B. And you want to be like distinct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have your own identity. So there's like not a lot of things to to stand out in except for did you wear were you in a school where you wore uniforms? No. No. Yeah, so that's good. I mean yeah, I was just like a it was a public school. It's a good public school but um but yeah we didn't have to wear uniforms I guess. So that's kind of I think I don't know. I never thought about it. A lot, a lot of people did like when they had to wear uniforms. Yeah, I did but, hear that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I, I liked not having to do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's hard because you got to think about what to wear every day. And mm-hmm. People judge you on that. So, But anyway, yeah. so you find yourself comparing yourself to other people as an adult on a so. greater scale. Totally. Now with all, all the people. <laughs> so how do you measure up? I mean, not great. I think it's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to say. But, you know, certain things... What do you uh, compare we yourself about, with? Like, huh, well, now, because I'm trying to do, like, more... I guess now that I'm actually in the real world doing career, quote-unquote, stuff. So, like, I'm trying to do stand-up comedy and, like, TV writing and anything comedy, you know? So it's maybe along those lines. Uh, it's along those lines. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, seeing... Um, I guess career-wise is, like, one of the the main things that I would mostly, I mostly pay attention to. I know there's other stuff that people. Is it other people in, um, Mm -hmm. in the business or in the comedy world or is it, uh, friends who have gone on to do a different Oh, I see. There's also that too. Like people who have done other careers, it's like, Oh, uh Oh, should I have done that? You know, grass is always greener, but yeah, but I think there's totally a lot of like, Oh great. Every year I spend in this like kind of, Whoa, what is this world of entertainment? And like, amorphous stuff and not really no health insurance <laughs> like all that all every year there I feel like uh oh should I have been doing something more sustainable so that I could make some money and then maybe store that away and then pursue it later you know there's all those well, questions. Well I think where you are now as a comedian I mean how long have you been doing comedy? Well I, I technically the first time I ever went up I was like I was like 16 so like Eight so like a year ago, ago. No, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Um, thank you. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So technically, eight years since everyone up. But uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of been on and off because I was young, and and then I haven't really like um, maybe like the past five years I've been more involved. But yeah, but a while because it seems yeah. like you're uh-huh. doing doing well, and it's interesting to hear people's different perspectives of how mm-hmm. they're doing. And it's like, who are you comparing yourself? Too, to where you would feel like you're not where you want to be. Do you have a clear goal in mind or vision that you have for your future? Oh, um, or where your I ideal guess. place would want to you'd want to be. I mean, there are like certain career goals. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I'd love to continue doing stand up and like doing like a late night set. That's like a big thing that stand ups kind of have as a goal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, on the on sort of the writing side, like, I'd love to be staffed on, like, a show, you know, but that's something that takes a lot of time, and I'm, like, way more newer to writing, so those are, like, goals that I have, and I think also, you know, paying attention to other people's timelines, like, it's so crazy, because I know it takes people's, it takes people a lot of time to get to these things, but when you just see it happen, you're like, oh my god, it happened. You don't see <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. work behind so it. So then I definitely have to be like, oh yeah, and then, because they worked really hard, so I gotta, like, keep that in mind. But for sure, it's much like more in your face than it ever was. I yeah. think of like, oh yeah, that's happening. Versus, you know, I guess like if you tuned in on a Friday night and like watched late night, then you would know. Yeah, <laughs> that's another way. But yeah, so I guess that's like, you know, those are some goals. But I haven't had any like particular. Um, I don't know if I have any like, oh, this is what I want, who I want to be in the in the future. You know. Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of some specific, too yeah. specific to call. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Like, everyone has their own path in this career. Mm-hmm. And it's not like there's a set thing. Like, 
First you do 18 open mics or you go to, or you yeah, go to yeah. open mic school mm-hmm. for four years and then you graduate to this. It's not like medical school. Right. It's like you don't know what's going to lead to what and what you're doing. So I think that makes comparing yourself like even more dangerous because it's not really right like it's not even accurate it, you, yeah cuz i think it that's the thing it's like it used to be accurate like if you were in medical school i don't know and then you like are like oh wow i haven't graduated and it's been like 30 years and <laughs> people graduate <laughs> after 8 years i don't know then like that's a good way to maybe compare yourself yeah but like yeah for us if it's like oh well i haven't achieved this in 30 years and then somebody else achieved it in 8 years it's like well that could actually happen and yeah. be fine yeah, I mean, like mm-hmm. the JFL. Have you done JFL? I haven't. That's oh, I'm surprised. Cool thing. I know. I want to do that. I haven't even showcased for it, and that like mm-hmm. breaks my heart. But um, also, I hear stories of people who are successful and famous and who work consistently now who never got JFL. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. You don't necessarily. You never know what your when your opportunity is going to come and totally. where it's going to come from. Yeah, yeah. That's another really good example because I think when it comes out every year everyone is always like freaking out yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also like looking at so yeah, you like, find out these through social so media I've never heard of it. no but there's also like somebody uh, I know like Cameron Esposito wrote this thing and did you ever read that it's it's I think it's still online it was like for the AV club this was like a long time ago mm-hmm. but she wrote this um because uh, I think she never did it but she's somebody who has achieved a lot yeah you know and, like, is at, like, a mega level. So you're like, oh, well, shoot, she doesn't even need it, right? Yeah. Um, but then she wrote this uh, kind of opinion article on, like, I won't get it. Somehow she knew she was never going to get it. I don't know why. Maybe, like, her career went past the point at which you can, like, still qualify. And, like, maybe it was something she would have liked to do. But then they were like, oh, well, you'll still come to Montreal. But for, like, this other cool reason, you know. And then, but she, I think, wrote about that. And how it was like, oh, well, like, a bit of a bummer but also not necessary and this is a thing that happens and like people are chosen by other human beings and like it's a flawed system as well or I don't I don't really exactly remember but I remember it helping it did because it was like specifically about that which is weird because I think I felt so or everybody feels so isolated too yeah. just in that specific like wow what a petty thing that I want this no label. it just feels but, like you're uh-huh. not seen and like when you're chosen, it's sure. like, oh, it's it's Very like validating, validating yeah. this big life choice that you made. And it's like mm-hmm. dawning you, or is that the word? Um, funny. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever is, or lovable, or whatever we make lovable? that mean. And oh, once you yeah. get it, and then it's like, okay, now what? It's always going to be something that you're trying to strive to that you don't have. That's going to make you feel less than if you right. let it, you know, and I think that. Happens for a lot of people. So what does your social media habits look like when you're, um, is there a time you feel more vulnerable when you get on social media? Are you scrolling a lot? Like what's, tell me about it. Yeah, I think like all all of the above, but yeah, a lot of scrolling. I had to kind of get off of Twitter. Well, I think because mainly just everybody's like fighting (laughs) and that was the main reason too. But, um. So I don't go on Twitter as much anymore. I do go on Instagram because I like pictures and I follow a lot of dogs. Eh. So that's fun because like that's they're smart. On it. Yeah, they're adorable and they're on a different, you know, in a different world. It's great. And you're then, like um, comparing I'm yourself like, to the dogs. Like, oh, you're like, my, I'm not that fluffy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my hair's not shiny. Um, <laughs> not that playful. Yeah, exactly. I, wish I, could. <laughs> I mean, some of these dogs though, I, I gotta say, they have much better lives than I do. Um, anyway, but yeah. So then. Uh, on Instagram a lot. I'm on Facebook a lot, surprisingly. Sometimes I, it's like because I'm trying to do something else and then you find yourself on the news feed and you're like, yeah. what? 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 Where ha- did I? I have that happen so many times where I'm like getting on my phone to do something specific. Maybe I yeah. have to even go to Messenger to finish the message and all of a sudden <laughs> like an hour has gone by. I'm like, what? What was I doing? It's like you go in this so time warp. I know. <laughs> I've done that so many times. Yeah, definitely the Messenger thing. I've heard you can actually delete your profile, keep Messenger because Messenger is really? very important. You can. But I've never done that, so I can't I can't speak to that on my own, but huh. I have heard that. So maybe that's something I should do. But also, do you ever feel, I feel like this, mm-hmm. but like you need to see what's going on so you can have a pulse on what things you're even upset that you didn't get chosen for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, it's like you kind of want to not be totally out, out of, of it loop. because then you might have missed some something else that you could have been a part of 
I don't know. Uh, so I feel that way. Like, I get that out of being on Instagram and Facebook a lot. I would say Instagram more so because Facebook's kind of devolved into, like, the 12 people who I distantly know who, like, talk a lot yeah. on Facebook. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, like that algorithm is really strange. Yeah, and, like, sometimes I actually really enjoy people's posts. But then I'm, I get into this weird zone of, like, oh, I don't actually even – you don't know me – I know you really well because I read everything yes. you write. <laughs> and this is weird, but it's like being a fan of it. I'm a lurker. I, I definitely like go into the comments and just mm. like read, like someone will make some post. I'm like, oh, I wonder what people said about oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Like the fates. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's great. I, yeah, I never engage on Facebook no, or no. Twitter. I, yeah. I think it's a slippery slope. And so stressed. No. It's so, I have, I know that I have like a super strong need to like, save face during an argument. I don't mm. even want to slip down that slope of totally doing that. So it's best to just not engage. Is there anything on Facebook that or Instagram or social media in general that makes you feel the most triggered? Triggered. Oh, um, I mean, definitely, you know, if we're talking about comparison, it's just like uh, if there's, you know, we talked about, oh, highlight reel, that's a really mm. good term. Just because it is a highlight reel of, like, everybody's life. So someone's like, oh, man, they got JFL now. Or they got, uh, you know, one of the, those things that you didn't even know existed before. And suddenly you're like, oh, what could I have been doing to get to that place that they're yeah. at? And then it's so embarrassing because you just feel like such an asshole for, like, even thinking that. But, yeah, I would say that that's, like, a big, that's mainly, you know, the issue with, with being on is sometimes it brings things to your attention that you're like, ah, I really would have been fine not even knowing this. Yeah. And I want to be happy for people. So then yeah. it also makes you feel like, oh, am I just like not a good person? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, and it depends. It depends how the day is going. If you're already having a good day, you could totally, it won't affect It'd be fine. Me, yeah. Right. But yeah, if it's like already like a, oh, I didn't get anything done today. Oh, and everybody else got a lot done. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. So you think, mm-hmm. do you think maybe it would be helpful for you, like in those days where you don't feel like you got a lot done to avoid going on mm-hmm. or limiting your time or totally or something yeah. like that yeah that's a good thing yeah the, I think the the trouble is that it's like already the days that I don't get a lot done is probably because I am procrastinating on social <laughs> so media. it's like self-fulfilling oh, no but that's true like I think just putting the phone down and then like realizing like honestly throughout the day probably the most important thing that happens is like emails but like um I can also I sometimes will read the email I won't respond for like a day anyway so if I don't get it right when it's sent it's not the end of the world right so unless it's like you have an audition tomorrow right well that's yeah and that's That's the fear that like you didn't get it right away and oh I could have been reading I think the part (laughs) of what keeps me glued to my phone and I'm sure a lot of performers in LA can relate Mm -hmm. to this or New York or whatever is just like being like you don't want to miss out on any opportunities which is like such a scarcity mentality but I'm like what if I get uh someone asked me to do a show tonight and I don't see Mm -hmm. it till tomorrow or they asked me to do this gig that I really would have loved to do but like I'm not on top of it spilled it it already yeah Yeah. that's happened yeah totally yeah, I feel like that happens still, even though I'm on my phone a lot. I don't know why. Well, sometimes it'll be, like, in a DM or something that I don't check, or, you know, some, there's all these weird message systems Oh, yeah, there's, like, that, unfiltered like, messages. I don't know to check. Yeah, yeah, it's like, where do you even go? I've missed opportunities or... because I didn't have reception. Oh, yeah. You're working that, on something else. That to me all the time, because I have, like, T-Mobile, and it's really not, it doesn't even work in my apartment sometimes. Oh. So I'll get, like, voicemails later, like, oh, oh, shoot. Sorry. It's like, we got your test results back. Yeah, yeah, you're going to die now. We need you to do a set at the hospital. I don't know what I'm yeah, talking right. I'm trying I mean, to mix, mix two Yeah, no, health, <laughs> comedy, mix it all together. Both important. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. I, I think there's, like, a bunch of ways to miss stuff, even without, even with being on my phone all the time. I still miss stuff. I don't even know. But, yeah, it happens. I don't really know how to help you with this problem because, look, I'm not a therapist. Not even sure why you're here. Just kidding. I asked you. <laughs> but um, right. I think it comes with, like, having the intention not to, to go down that route and, like, deleting the apps. Like, I, I, I still find myself scrolling a lot through my apps. All my notifications are turned off on everything. So if I get an Instagram message, like, whatever, 
I don't see it unless I manually go in the app, mm-hmm. but my brain just automatically picks up my phone, scrolls to I tried to hide the app on my phone. <laughs> Put it in like a subset yeah. section thing. Yeah. And it's still really easy for me to just go Muscle to Muscle memory, it. like absolutely the colors of the apps, like I'll just go to, I'm like, oh, whoa. I like open yeah. the wrong app just because the color is the same. It's so weird. There's, I think there's like apps and programs you can put on your phone to like limit your time on there. Ooh, yeah. And I did. Have you heard of the Artist Way? Oh yes, I have. Yeah, but I've never practiced. That, yeah, it's it's hard to mm-hmm. do by yourself. So I I got with a group of girls, like a mm-hmm. couple other girls, and we did it like this past. Like we just oh, that's smart. And it was great. It was cool. really great. And then there's a week where you're not supposed to read, and so we took that as like. Oh, don't go on social media and like, like also don't read. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. so hard. But I did find Whoa. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt good, and it also gave me like the freedom not to go on there. If that makes sense, it was like mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to go on there, so I don't need to be on there for anything. Versus right. like the little lie I tell myself is like, well, you got to keep up with stuff. So I it was see. really freeing. And then there's this thing called, like, the Pomodoro Method or Pomodoro. I, I always say it wrong because, you know, I, whatever. Sounds right to me. Like that little <laughs> tomato timer? You know what that's called? Oh, oh, Pomodoro? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. I call it Pomodoro because oh, po- I'm from oh, Indiana, oh, oh, but <laughs> it's wrong. I mean, so. I get it. I, 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 I understand. But you set the uh, timer, like, on your phone or, or like, a little cooking timer oh. for, like, 25, 30 minutes. And so... Those days when you feel like, oh, I have so much to do, but I'm just procrastinating through going through there. You could either give yourself, time yourself for how long you're on there mm-hmm. and set an alarm to go off, or time yourself for doing a task and say, for this amount of time, I'm only focusing on this. And it does work, but it's just like, sometimes it's easy to procrastinate doing, even putting the timer on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that that sounds, I, I have heard of that, and... I think one one like boss that I had, yeah, she had a fifty minutes of work and then ten minutes of like you'd be on your phone. Nice. Da, 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 da. And then I forgot that you can apply that to your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. As, I think it's especially the, like mm-hmm. beneficial for us in this field where we like need to do we have a lot of like self regulated time and there's no one it's so, so much hard. easier to do work for other people. Like oh, when you yeah. clock in. Like, well, I don't want that person to be mad at me, so yeah. I gotta finish this. But then if it's just me, it's like, I won't get mad at oh, me. Okay. Oh, fuck her. I love it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, something about your social media habits. Have you, is there a time or has there been a time uh, in your life that you can remember where you didn't feel um, the comparison hmm. syndrome from social media? I think. Or in life in general, because yeah. it, it started from like such a young age. <laughs> was, yeah, no, I think that was an exaggeration. I think I think just that yes, like it, I, I think that I never even knew that I was maybe comparing until later, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, I guess like in school they kind of make you compare yourself. You know, that's just sort of a, nat- a natural thing, or in sports or something. So I don't know. I think it was a, it could be a good thing, and like you know, if you're competitive and you're like a basketball player, I mean, you got to be competitive. So maybe when I, whenever I like start something new, I feel like it's, it's always easy not to compare because then you're kind of like, well, I'm new at this. So don't compare me to anything. And like, I give myself more slack. So it's sometimes fun, like thinking about, you know, when I first started stand up or when I went to, uh, you know, yeah, a new school or like took some new like improv class or no, no, no. Like those times are maybe like the least pressure because you're kind of like letting yourself get into it and not even worrying about that yet so so it's almost like this self-imposed like you've been doing this for x amount of time Mm -hmm. you should at least be as good as this person or yeah a little bit of that whatever it is yeah that's that's a good point i think it's like a little bit of like yeah the the as time goes on you're like well the graph should be positive (laughs) we're getting better every day but yeah it's not obviously it's not always that way so trying to keep that in mind but yeah, yeah i think it might be that that it's like just thinking about trying to make all the time worthwhile and then maybe it's like the well I chose this path so hopefully it works out you know you know I think there really is something uh, to what you said about having like giving yourself that slack as you're as you um as 
like when you were beginning something, mm-hmm. if you could like find a way, or you generalize you, to find a way to apply that same mentality to stuff that you feel like you should be better at because there's always going to be someone better than you and there's always going to be someone, well, not me, but you know what I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, there's always going to be someone who's been doing it longer and who's more mm-hmm. seasoned. And so compared to that person, right. you still are a beginner. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first started comedy, I would hear people say like, talk to me when you've been doing it for 10 years or 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh man, it's like, they're not even considering me a person. And I feel like I'm working my ass off like to <gasps> sure. do this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like it's, it's, even that, even at that level, like, there's still more that you could do. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. Well, then, and then someone could come up to the guy that's been doing it 15 years and be like, I've been doing it for 25 years. <laughs> so it never ends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's, that's a good. So it's like, if you that. imagine that there's some old grumpy comic, <laughs> when you're like, I should be better. I should be here. Just imagine that guy coming around the corner right. and being like, I've been doing this yeah. 100 years. Coming around the corner. Just like constantly hovering over your shoulder. Yeah. Oh God, he's back. It's like your inner monologue yeah. is like a grumpy that's a, that's old comic. A, yeah, because I have encountered like obviously those those comics are where I realize I'm like, oh wow, I should just anytime I'm complaining about certain things too about anything. It's always like, oh yeah, but also like I need to be thankful or like be be content and know that takes time or things like that. Where I'm like, oh, so silly. But in the moment, it's hard to remember. It's hard those when you yeah. get like really you know, activated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by, by something to, to remember those, totally. to have that when you have like a knee jerk reaction to something. But, um, what about life life? Do you ever, are you mm-hmm. ever like, should I, I should be married. I should mm-hmm. have kids or maybe I'm just projecting my stuff onto you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's <laughs> always like, that's another thing that I think I'm less interested in because the career stuff is like so in the foreground and then I think you know with a lot of the people who maybe I'm surrounded with too similar boats you're young like more yeah more focused on that this is kind of the time they're like okay well you know gotta do me 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 and then like figure it out later what else is happening um well I just want to be your living cautionary tale (laughs) I've been saying that for years (laughs) look at me I'm alone (laughs) but it's great but it's great it is, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes and no. I do feel like I get lonely sometimes, especially when I'm tired or sad, mm-hmm. which is like kind of the same thing for me. Um, but then I do like stretching out on my bed and not worrying about, you know, if this person is trustworthy or mm-hmm. uh, what I'm going to eat, you know? Sure. It's like basic stuff. I sound like a lady who's lying to myself, but <laughs> no, but sounds... there are perks to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you mentioned this grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a friend named Jenny, uh, Jenny Tanzilli. She's a hairstylist. Please go to her and, Ooh, wow. and um, finish. She does great hair color stuff, especially with ethnic women. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. She told me, she's like, I found out where that uh, saying came from because she has a house and she's got a lawn and she would always see her neighbor's lawn and it looked so nice and healthy and green. exact metaphor. Uh Yeah. (laughs) And then she goes, I went over to their place and I saw that the grass wasn't as perfect as I thought it was looking from my vantage point. And then when you looked at her lawn from there, it looked better. Oh, gosh. So it literally is a thing that the grass is always greener. What is it? Wow. That seems it's just like an weird. optical yeah, illusion like when you're not view, looking. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense if you're looking out, oh, right? And you just see like the, the blades, tops of the blades, yeah. and then versus going there and, and looking like, down, oh, you're like, see the there's like patches in this, oh, you know? There you go. And it's like the same thing with um, with us and career stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you I could mean, just imagine that someone who just got JFL is like, you know. Actually, I did. I do have a story. Dave Perdue, who did get JFL cool. last year, he got rejected from a festival. Like it wasn't like a huge festival either. Like he got rejected from a festival that he's done before, right mm-hmm. before that. Weird. And then he got JFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's I mean, like, yeah, it doesn't it's all, mean it's anything. All, yeah, it's like you never know. And then, yeah, it's like a, it's a weird thing. I've been thinking a lot about like 
just not even having those expectations too because mm. that could be a thing that like once you even get things and you might be like all right i'm a big shot now i'm like mm. more hurt by other rejections in a weird yeah. way and then that could be discouraging because you so, popped yourself out yeah so it could be good to like keep <laughs> self-esteem no, I'm good to good to like stay in perspective and then know like everything is mm. kind of up in the air like you know you obviously work hard to achieve certain um goals or get into certain festivals but that also those there, at a certain point, maybe it's a little bit random or like yeah, a little it's bit arbitrary. Like, of a, yeah, yeah. like casting. You never know why you didn't oh, right. get it or yeah, why someone yeah. why someone did get it. And that reminds mm-hmm. me too of this Tiger Woods thing. I think I've talked about this oh, in another yeah. episode, but oh. after that like big sex scandal, and he was like, "I got to mm-hmm. do better now." He's like, "I'm not going to be as flamboyant about my losses or my wins." Okay. And that really oh, like because okay. when he would win, oh, he'd be that's like, flamboyant. Yes. And then yeah. when he, and then when he lost, he'd be like, D-, you know, he'd get mad. And <laughs> sure. I was like, why did he have to, why does it matter if he's happy about his wins? Mm-hmm. But then when you think about it, it's like you're putting your emotions into something outside of you. Mm, I see, I see. Yeah. And you, and it is that thing where you're like puffing yourself up. It's like, you don't want to, you're so uh, vulnerable when you tie your worth into getting into a festival or right. getting a ball into a hole or whatever and sure, so that yeah, means that if scary. the next time you don't get it it means everything you shouldn't make it mean everything right interesting yeah I didn't know that about Tyre. that's funny because I always think of golf as like they're pretty subdued so yeah. like it doesn't even seem like that big deal but yeah yeah no for sure like especially I think well from what it seems like in entertainment it's like so much is out of our control that if we do suddenly decide to tie our worth to it then it's like oh well you're just like kind of surrendering your yeah. yourself to this unknown and it's it's pretty it could work out but it but mostly like it won't be in your control anyway so giving up all your power to whether some person likes you and it could be a person that you don't even respect right you know mm-hmm. so not saying I don't respect anyone. <laughs> I love everyone who has anyone who can help. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Everything. Yeah. But that's it's interesting. Do you have any other thoughts about that you'd want to bring up in terms of the social media comparison? I feel like you have wrapped your head around it a little bit. I mean, I mean, I I'm, I do think a lot about it just because I have so much free time. <laughs> but but I don't know anything else specifically about that. It's like I go back and forth, you know. Well, what's weird is, like, as much as I'm trying to also detach myself from, like, you know, certain certain things, if it's like, oh, I got that validation because I got that job or I got, like, that follow, like, in social media, like, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> but, you know, even something like that could be like, yeah. Um, and then, and then you know, I try, no, it's, like, embarrassing to say out loud. But, but like, if you, when I try to, as much as I try to detach myself from that stuff, like, I notice that it does affect my mood. Like, if I tend to be happy with where I'm at, like, I had a good show, or, like, I'm, you know, oh, I, I got into that next round for that random, I don't know, job interview or something, mm-hmm. say, like, oh, I'm going to meet with that those people. Maybe I'll get this random job. Then I'll feel more, I'll feel okay. I'll just be like, oh, I can look through everybody's things and be like, oh, yeah how can I help you you know what I mean but then if I'm like not feeling secure then I definitely am like more closed off I that's weird yeah I don't think it's weird uh I think it's natural I think it's like coming from this place of like scarcity when you're like that Mm -hmm. it seems like counterintuitive yeah like the supply (laughs) is low and I wonder if a way to counterbalance that like something I've always heard is like whatever you want give it away Mm -hmm. like if you want love or you want money and I did that for a while. I was pretty good about like giving like a percentage of my oh, money away that I would make. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I felt like more money was coming to me oh, cool. when you uh-huh. do that and you don't have like an attachment to it. And another analogy I heard was like, like say there's a baby you're holding and the baby wants give to like, no. <laughs> give that baby you want away. want this baby? <laughs> but well, if the baby, baby, the baby away. Uh-huh. like say you, you're holding the baby and the baby's like, eh, like wants to move and you keep trying to oh, drag right. the baby, it'll like push yeah, it and it'll just want to push you away from you and it, it won't want to come to you anymore because it's like, <laughs> yeah, last time I was like, with that you're person, a monster. <laughs> yeah. Forcing me to hang out with you, yeah. weirdo. Right, right, like being the, being kind of, or people always say that about dating, like, if you don't want to 
it, then all the everybody comes at you. So true. And then yeah, and then the minute you're like, please like me. I've never had an, a guy that I was actually attracted to be as aggressive with me as a guy <laughs> oh, that God. I yeah, was you're like, mean to and didn't right. want any part of. Classic. Classic. So, but then if you have a baby, back to this baby. Somebody give me a yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Get that you baby. Hold this baby. Huh. And it wants to get away, you let it come. It'll be more likely to come back because she's like respected its boundaries. This is good advice for the holidays when all my cousins' babies. I, I know you have to pretend like hang out. treat them like yeah, cats. Yeah, be like, oh, get away from me, and then, and then they'll, they'll come, come to you. you. <laughs> um, Manipulate, yeah, babies. yeah. <laughs> Start them young. Manipulate them young. Good. They're gonna be very stable babies. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's that, like that. Like, I've heard of that a little bit with the money thing. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. With, like, once you're, you don't, yeah, once you don't, like, please give me this job. And you go to the job interview, they're like, yeah, we don't want to give you this job. Yeah. And then the minute you're like, all right, I could, I could do without it, then you at least don't come off, or I wouldn't come off, so. You would be. Desperate. Like, confident and, it's like, it gives, like, if you were hiring and you saw one person that was like, ooh, I want it so bad. It's like, this isn't about us, is it? This is about <laughs> right, right. you it's like, huh, nobody some... else wants you, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> Versus if you're showing up in a place of, like, giving, like, I would love to work with you. I would love to contribute to the overall goal that you have. But I know that's not what you were referring to initially when you're talking about, like, It's not the same. But, yeah, same, same idea, same spirit. Yeah. I think, like, just applied to more real-life stuff. I think, like, yeah, just just sort of feeling like, oh, okay, I should be, yeah, I should let it go a little more. Like, be a little less uptight about it but then I think or just the weirdness of when I am secure like I noticeably notice that I am more willing to be giving like well I'd be like yeah I mean come on so I don't know so if you Uh could like manipulate yourself in that way to in that space where you feel like closed off and you feel rejected and still feel like you can give anyway Mm -hmm. maybe it might you know make you put you in a different place uh, emotionally to where you don't feel as like totally yeah like reverse engineer that exactly mm-hmm. yeah I like that do the feedback nice. loop I think it I, that made sense that's yeah that's kind of like a more recent thing that I was thinking about I'm like oh weird that you I can actually notice in myself those things because it's like it literally doesn't matter like even the discrepancy of like oh I just because I had like a good show <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. something as minimal as just feeling slightly better about oneself yeah like, okay. I think yeah. it's amazing that you even picked up on that and noticed that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been a while. I feel like it's kind of it's. I now that can I make another so young much... joke? Okay, yeah. It's like you haven't even been around a while, so it hasn't been that long. <laughs> In your face, <laughs> youngster. Take so that. Not a while. Are you even fair. a millennial, or are you like younger than a millennial? I'm a millennial. Yeah. Centennial. <laughs> I don't know. The next <laughs> generation. Yeah. No, I'm a millennial. Then it's Generation Z. Is it? That's after millennials. That's yeah. so they're like counterintuitive. The children who grew up on Snapchat and are like, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, they're just like, I think I'm towards the end of millennials or whatever. So maybe a couple of years after, then it's like older generation. I'm an Z. old millennial, technically. I think. Yeah, I'm an old millennial. <laughs> old millennial. Um, yeah. No, I mean, millennial. Good time. I don't know. Is it a good thing to be? I feel like everybody I shits think on it's us. Like but. objective. So I've heard some comedians, I can't remember, like, make a joke. Is it John Heffern about, like, it's like they're just grumpy because they're not young anymore? Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, you it's mean, just, like, the, you know, millennials are like, destroying the housing market. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, no, it, or, no, he's like, I'm not mad at you for being, like, everyone. There's people when, <laughs> you know, and uh, the generation that looks down on millennials or whatever that were once the generation that was looked down upon yeah. by the generation before them, so... Feel like yeah it's just like an endless cycle of being like you young kids are doing it the way we did it yeah that'd <laughs> and, be cool to like yeah. change that too instead of like thinking like those people are shitty <laughs> yeah. just to be like oh good for them but it's hard it feels like threatening <laughs> when like younger versions of you come out oh, and yeah. Like, yeah it's like an evolutionary thing you're like oh I can't be replaced yeah <laughs> so I'm forever young <laughs> exactly so you know we'll be doing the same thing I suppose Okay, do you have any, I guess this is going to be the end of the therapy portion. (laughs) Do you have any, like, takeaways from this? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I I think, like, I I do like the 
reverse engineering the giving thing because the giving thing. I might try that too. Yeah, I think I think it's like that's like a very actionable thing. You know, sometimes it's like, oh, well, think this way. It's like, well, okay, I will try. But then it's like, <laughs> if you can actually be like, well, actually, like give away stuff, whether that's like love, money, whatever, like that feels like a very tangible thing I yeah. can do, which I think I need more so. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, whenever people feed me like, oh, well, think about this quote or like read this book. Sometimes it's helpful, but mm-hmm. I have to really, you know, it's so personal. So it's like I really have to latch on to something. And like if it doesn't hit and, it, and maybe it'll hit in like five years from now, but like, yeah. but like if it doesn't hit that moment, then I'm like, well, all right, <laughs> I tried. But that feels like something I could actually do. That's good. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try that, too. It's like anytime I feel like I'm laughing or sad about something, I'm like, okay, what can I do to, like, give this to someone else? Mm-hmm. Which is, it's, I feel like it'll be hard to do. It feels counterintuitive, but yeah. yeah but I think if, if, maybe if I can do it, like, once, then I'll start to, like, get in the habit. And then there's, um, oh, and then the timer thing. Oh, That's okay. smart. Because I'm just, I have such bad self-discipline. I'm always on Netflix like watching five million things (laughs) it's so funny what happened in my life because looking at you and what you're doing I would never think that oh oh god no your highlight reel is on point okay who edits your highlight reel (laughs) (laughs) well great no I mean well that's not a good thing then I should you know I should be more open about it but yeah I literally like because I do freelance stuff so Mm -hmm. I really don't have much of a schedule if I'm not like working so you know I was technically writing for a little show and then when that ended I'm like well okay here's unemployment that's like freelancing doing shows at oh, night right things like that so but what then, you're freelancing yeah. is that something you want to put out there or like do you, do you want oh um what is it so basically yeah I do like uh web design and and like web development essentially so like I, I, I have a couple of different for projects a specific I'm niche on. or anything or? um I mean anything that like anything that's out there but I've happened to work for a couple bosses recently so they have me doing like one has some websites up so I built that and and just maintain it now which is kind of nice because the building it was a lot of work but now that we kind of have a relationship it's like okay we have a routine so then I can keep doing it but then freelancing is so up and down so yeah. some, some months when I'm both employed like say I'm writing and I have a freelance gig that's too much work yeah. but then you know but that's good because then I make money and then I can save it but then uh, of course the same thing happens where I'm unemployed and the freelancers are like oh we don't have any money or any projects for you today or this month I'm like okay well let me know. <laughs> Let That's me know. what happens. Here. Like when it rains, it pours, it rains, and there's like so busy, and then you can just crash. Yeah, it's so easy it's to like, get like depressed during that time. Sure, exactly. When I need something to be busy with, sometimes it doesn't happen. But you know, occasionally it'll line up okay. And then I work for this like non, it's kind of like an environmental nonprofit, but I do their. I did some website project for them. They had, like, a grant for a little bit. So that's also on and off, right? Because it's, like, I mean, it was very simple work, and, like, they were easy to work with. But it was definitely, you know, anything in nonprofit with grants, it's temporary. So it's basically, like, okay, well, we have the grant till this amount, and then zero. Ah, you know, uh, everybody runs around, like, screaming. But, um, but yeah, so though that's kind of what I do. And, I mean, yeah, like, I'm always looking to take on new projects because these things dry up and everything. So that's good. But... Ideally, right, like I want to be doing creative stuff. Luckily, it lets me like stay at home, you know, be available for auditions, be available for yeah. shows, and I can travel or whatever and like still work on my computer. But yeah, it's not as reliable as a regular job yeah. as they are. But um, So if you guys need to hire her yeah. for web design, writing, creative writing especially, Ooh, yes. uh, write some jokes, whatever, hit her up. I know I'm you didn't around. say write jokes, but I figured. You'd yeah, I'll, I'll write a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to be any good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. Pay up front? No, just kidding. Well, <laughs> this concludes the therapy portion of A Little Advice. Thank you. Uh, when we return, we're going to be talking to Sierra Catalo. Cato. Cato. Damn it. No, it's okay. I'll just... The first time it was great. I need to learn how to edit. <laughs> anyway, do you do editing? Oh, I you should I, edit this I podcast. I actually don't know how, but then I feel like it's like anything else. You it's learn. like audacity. You said I do. Okay, yeah, so well, anyway, that's our that's the creative portion or nice. the the therapy portion. When we come back, we're gonna <laughs> learn about her writing portion, her <laughs> process. When we come back on a little. 
Welcome to the intermission. Uh, 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 uh. I don't have an official song yet for the intermission, but maybe I'll come up with one. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Also, if you could, please rate, review, share the podcast, join the group. Let's start talking. I want to talk to you guys. Who are you? Who is this? Who am I? You know? Also, if you'd like to see me do comedy in person, I'll be at the Madhouse Comedy Club this weekend, December 6th and 7th. Come by and say hi. Also, if you haven't seen Creed 2 yet, go ahead and see it. It's a pretty good movie. Thank you so much for listening to A Little And we are back several moments later. We've had a couple sips of drinks. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm back Way here with hydrated. Sierra. Yeah. How, does, is LaCroix mm-hmm. even hydrating? Um, I, I don't think it is to me. <laughs> but it's, it's refreshing. I, I want to say it's refreshing. But it's like water, right? It's definitely hydrating. I think it's just because it feels different than water. Like, in my brain, I'm like, what am I, what's happening? It's gas-inducing. Sure. Yeah, lots of burps. A lot of bubbles. Sorry if I burped. Hey, it's natural. We were just talking about how, like, unprofessional podcasts can be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even the top tier of whoever, big hootie tootie, whatever, like, they're still not it. Well, I want to let you know that this podcast gets about 7 million downloads. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we better see some of that ad money. I'm working on it. You guys, also, please rate. Oh, I'm going to have a thing where I ask you to do that before. Anyway. Anyway, so I want to ask you about your writing process. Mm-hmm. Um, you do stand-up, and you write jokes, and you also you do TV writing, and I don't know what else writing you do. You probably have a blog or something. you got to buy, like, <laughs> you at least a had a blog at some point oh, or thought wow. about it. Uh, I mean, you know. So well, what is your what is your it. writing process like when it comes to, like, comedy? Sure. Um, I mean, I guess for, like, stand-up, it varies. But I know I just, you know, do the I do the whole have a notebook on your phone thing because mm-hmm. I don't carry around a notebook anymore. It's just unreliable and I forget my purse. And, and it's hard gone. to shove a notebook in your purse. Yeah. The pages get all messed up. It's not very practical. Exactly. I like spill, something spills, my lotion gets all over it. Ew, gross. Anyway, yeah, so I think, yeah, so I just use a phone and then, you know, write down things that I see are funny because I'm going to forget it for sure. And then I try to like make it into a joke later. A lot of writing sometimes happens on stage, but I'm not great at that because I don't, I probably just don't get up as enough to make that useful. Um, so yeah, but yeah, and then occasion. I feel like I, I'm a slow writer. Like I don't write yeah. as much as probably I, a lot of stand up. So there you are comparing that. yourself again. I, know. <laughs> I'm, I am slow in my own in my own world as well. But yeah. So, so I think that's also like so something I'm always obs- working on. You observe mm-hmm. things around, and then you write it down. And do you have like yeah. a specified time? Like, okay, today I'm going to work on writing a joke for an hour. Or does mm-hmm. it when inspiration hits? It's kind of like when inspiration hits. Oftentimes, like right before a show, if I'm like, oh god, I should yeah, have yeah. new stuff because that person already saw that stuff. And yeah, I think they will remember it. Then yeah, that happens a lot. Like on the way over, like okay. I'll say it like that. <laughs> um, and then, like, refining it later. But once you can get, once I get, like, at least something that has a punchline, then I'm, like, happy to say it on stage, even if it's not fully, yeah. like, formed yet. And then sometimes you can get, like, tags just from being in the moment on stage or, like, adding more things in there. It feels good to just even say it. something for the first time on totally, stage. Totally, yeah. Like, yes. I get tongue, tongue-tied a lot, so I feel like I... Really? I, kind of. I think I'm trying to talk more before I go up. Sometimes it's like, maybe I haven't actually opened my mouth all day mm. or something, and then I go on stage and I'm like, oh yeah, how does one speak? Um, <laughs> but that's one thing. So if I'm definitely trying out something new, it's like muscle memory isn't there to even say the words, so I have to... Yeah, that's yeah, hard. Just like, totally. Yeah. So, that, so that's something that is tough, but you figure it out. After the first time, then it's like, okay, at least I said it once and I can't say it, and it's not totally like out there and not usable. I know exactly uh-huh. what you mean, and I'm. You worded that pretty great. Because sometimes you get on stage and you're like, I haven't said this before, and you want to say it in the rhythm of what you've already been talking about, and so right. it can be mm-hmm. a little hard to say for the first time. Totally. Um, what about with your script writing? Do you have a process for that? Yeah, in terms that of like feels generating like... ideas and, and sitting down. Totally. Yeah, that feels like a little more regimented, just because it's like. Because I think with stand-up, sometimes it feels as if it's, oh, I could just 
oh, it's more like artistic. Yeah, I don't know. In my mind, I'm like, oh, all the artsy people are good at stand-up, so maybe I can kind of wing it, or maybe I can kind of not wing it, but yeah, wait till inspiration hits. But I feel like with script stuff, sometimes it feels a little bit more like homework, mm. a little bit more um, something i got to sit down and do. So when I do that, I guess it's not necessarily like, I, I have a few projects that I have going on in the background, um, a couple with people that I'm like accountable to, you know, like a, a not a writing partner, but like somebody who came to me with an idea and like we're kind of working on this project together. So with him, it's kind of like, okay, he kind of, he's going to check in. So um, I should make sure that, you know, I have a draft we're working on in the back of my mind. And then um, he even wrote like this kind of, this other thing, like kind of like a memoir of his that I'm like, reading that at the same time. So that just feels like reading, you know, yeah. but it's like research. Research so and So that's kind of, and, yeah, and it gives yeah. you ideas and it's like, oh, that was funny. Okay, we'll try to work that in somehow because oh, cool. it's kind of like his story. And then... Do you find it um, easier when you're working with someone and having that accountability? I think so because, yeah, there's a lot of like, you know, we're always supposed to have samples or whatever of like what we can write alone. And so that's kind of always taken me way longer because it's kind of just on me. And I have to be like, oh, yeah, I guess I should have that so that if something does happen, an opportunity is like, oh, we want to hire you. What do you, can you write? You're going to have something to show that's yeah. like literally just from your brain and not like working with other people because they're not trying to hire like everybody. Um, so then you, uh, so I don't know when I'm, I have those things now, but it took a while and I think I, you know, I'm one of my older samples. I'm like, okay, I should probably kind of try to sh- nudge that out because that's not, I can write better than that now, but that means I have to replace it. So there was a moment there where I was really dragging my feet on um, writing a pilot sample and then finally finished it. But that was only because I kind of had a deadline because they were like, oh, I want to see the sample. So Okay, so that kind of motivated me. Yeah. I can't even get myself motivated to even take a stab at it because I think I'm just like overwhelmed by the scope of it. It's a, it And I want it takes, to be good. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the, a lot of, like, the perfectionism like the premise of, it. of it to be, mm. like, have legs to go cool. somewhere, you know. Right, because I think there's also a balance between, like, rushing something and it's going to be bad and that's, like, worse than having nothing at all, you know, because then if you, like, put it out there, then they're like, okay, now we know she can't write, you know oh, what I mean? Like, God. that's what I, I mean, that's what I feel like I've come close to on, like, other, like, in acting. I feel like I went out there a little bit and I was like, I can do this, and then I was like, oh, I can't. And I think that's that's been, like, okay, trying to build back up and make sure that I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but specifically, I think it is important to, you know, spend time uh, thinking of a good idea because it is representative of you or, like, if it is something that's near and dear to your heart story-wise. Like, I don't want to be writing something that I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, I mean, because say it could get made. Like, that's the big dream. Oh, wow, they wanted to buy the pilot. It's getting made. You want it still to be representative of yourself and not be like something totally I just wrote it because I thought I could sell it and then now Mm. it's getting made and now I didn't even know Ah, right so that's kind of like the little dream motivator in my head is like making sure that so how do you do you find those concepts that are near and dear to your heart that you feel are worth writing about how oh yeah I mean I think it can't be like so (laughs) it kind of has to be if it's too near and dear, I think then it'll never get done. You know what I mean, too? It kind of has to have some distance from me. Like, I don't want to make it too personal yet in case I... Um, or something that's too personal to me, I don't think I could write it. So so that's not never going to happen. Um, but I think if it is something like slightly like, okay, this character is kind of like me, or like then this is like a mix of some people... And so then that way I can kind of like keep it a little bit of distance, but it still has your voice and still has like my jokes here or whatever, then like that makes it a little bit easier. But I don't know. It's always been like, I'm still so new to all that writing, writing a script, whatever. So like, I think also I read a lot of like uh, pilots of TV shows that are out there and it's like kind of cool to see how they did things and doesn't mean like you do it exactly that way or whatever, but at least that way I see, like, okay, that looks like they took some liberties there or, like, Mm. they didn't write it exactly like their life, so I can make it more, you know, embellish it more if it needs to be more interesting or make it, I don't know, a little bit different or a little funnier, you know, all all the things. Or, like, even the liberty to not make it as funny. Like, Do you feel like you take mm -hmm. things that um, maybe events that have happened or, like, a story Mm. that you have... And you work through that, or is it more of like a concept that you're contemplating with your life that oh, you're struggling with and, and working around that? Or is it just something completely different? That's a good question. 
I think it's like probably both. I think the concept thing I stray closer to maybe because it's easier for me because it's like, oh, well, you know, I, I haven't like, I don't have like a lot of events where I'd be like, oh, that was life changing because, you know, I'm kind of on the younger side. So there's that. I could definitely live more life and probably write better. So there's there. So the concept thing, I think though, then I get stuck in that because it's a little bit like too abstract. Sometimes mm. I want to go and be like, this is what I want to say. And people are like, all right. But like, think about how, yeah, yeah. think about the story and think about like uh, the characters, things like that. How, what you want to say, that's great for maybe afterward when you're like editing and, and like good to have that undertone, but it's hard to go in and be like, this is what I want to say because in, in a script, like, it's just yeah it's gonna well, be well then more how do you the get around that because that, uh-huh. that seems kind of hard you're like this is the the point I want to make this is the thing I want to make mm-hmm. and so you're saying that's kind of like working um backwards a little like I think that should I think that's always there for me when I'm writing because you know say say it's like one of the things I'm like okay well I definitely want to portray women as like strong and you know don't have to don't want to fall into stereotypes in the past so that's kind of like what I want to say in mm-hmm. a way but that will probably, and so that'll be like conscious whenever like making characters, like, oh, well, she won't just be your typical this, she's that. Right? Okay. So there's like that element to it, but then like that's certainly not enough to like make a story in okay. like, a script, right? What's so your I guess, story? Yeah. I'm a strong Like, well, you know, woman. women who aren't like the women you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like that's always there still, right? I don't know. Because the same thing in stand up too. It's like, well, I definitely now have more things to keep in mind which is like a little bit harder because you kind of have to sidestep the the usual pitfalls of like certain jokes or like certain things but it's a challenge but it's also makes your stuff better because then you're not like doing I'm not like accidentally doing the same thing that everybody's done yeah. or like you're doing it from your own specific point of view mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's like that's lucky I think that we get to do that now even though everybody gets I don't know a little worried about PC culture really. yeah but it's exciting yeah I, yeah stand-up is really fun and a lot of it is what I like about it is that it's personality driven too mm-hmm. and it's not just about jokes it's like your relationship to the audience totally and that's I think my favorite part of it yeah yeah I always feel like that's sometimes the most important part and then yeah even when because like I know a lot of times it can be that or writing you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that or they have jokes but then it's like well I mean I think it's honestly both and then it's also the sometimes when I'm watching I'm more about the personality like yeah. as a fan like I like personalities a lot more because I find that to be so unique like sometimes I mean especially with Twitter now I kind of feel like it's like well everybody can write a pretty good joke like if you give them the materials like, there's so many joke writers, mm-hmm. and then they can all write the same joke by the time it's, like, 9 a.m., and they're all on the East Coast, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's, like, if the news comes out, I'm going to hear a lot of the same jokes. Yeah. But, but, like, you know, certain personalities, nobody has, like, the same exact personality. I mean, there are mimics, but, like, for sure, I'd say. Or the that same feels a little experiences more yeah. to draw upon. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, that was really interesting to hear about your, your um, script writing process. What about your, um, this isn't even, I'm setting this question up wrong, but <laughs> has there, if you can think of back to like one of the most successful things you've had in your life, and it could be comedy related or other life re- related, what is a mental shift, if any, that you had before that success, if you can think of any? Oh, whoa. Okay. Like that might have led to it kind of thing? Is that yeah. Sort of- Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, there are a lot of, like, surface-level things that I could bring up, but I feel like... Yeah, it could be anything. I know that's Mm -hmm. a tough question to ask people on the fly. It's like, wow. (laughs) I mean, I think I, I see how that... I feel like I just haven't had one in recent years that I can, like, really pinpoint because it's, like... You know, entertainment kind of. What is your favorite accomplishment? Would you say? See, I always feel like one of my favorites, and it's so specific, so it feels weird. But like, I like accomplishments where I failed, and then like, like technically failed, and then like just kind of 
did what I was going to do anyway, if that makes sense. So, like, I always picture this as, like, well, okay, when I was a child, no, when I was a teenager in, in high school, I did, I did a lot of student government. And then my whole thing was, like, you know, run it, you run for things, and you put up posters, and, 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 and I, like, I guess I liked it. I don't know. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, like, I won a lot because I started in, like, fourth grade would like do these little things and they meant a lot to me and then and like it was weird like what the hell am I doing but then I think at one point I lost there was like it was like a big deal so you've been running for government since like fourth grade I would like run every other year or something whenever it was like on the table like I like love to run okay And and like and do the work you know afterward right but you have to run every year and and then I I like lost one year and then I was always dreading losing but then once I lost it was like oh this is great because oh, it's I so like oh, finally everybody can like look away I think there was a lot of like also like oh she keeps winning let's like take it down yeah and then they did which is fine and then like I was like okay great now everybody can like go on with their lives and I can go on with my life and I know that it's just like the weirdest thing ever but I had a similar no, thing happen and I was like happy to learn that at kind of a young age it was like you know ninth grade I think um, not that I'm keeping track or anything. No, and then there was, um, and then in college, I had, um, I was on like the Lampoon, which is like this humor magazine that like a lot of comedy writers come out. And what of. school was that? <laughs> it was at Harvard. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that you oh, went to Harvard good, until good, you good, just good, said the Lampoon. Well, I was like, I brought this it up. Good thing I brought it up. No. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, no. So like that was, um, you know, so you know that was sort of a. It's just a college club, but like a lot of comedy writers come out of that. So it's if huge. you're interested in it, yeah, yeah, if you're interested in comedy, something to join. Um, it's not like everyone, like it's kind of in recent years become very uh, like toxic and exclusive. So I wonder uh, how that's going to play into, you know, just with everybody changing their mindset and everything. I think it, I don't know, who knows what's happening. But um, the but then I remember like working really hard to get in. And then when I got in, I like really wanted to like, run for things you know same same idea and then I lost and it was kind of a build-up of like multiple years of being like okay I'm really like trying hard here and you know trying to prove yourself in sort of a pretty male-dominated environment things like that and it was like kind of devastating but then I you know in my small like little circle and then um I don't know I guess I felt like it was liberating too afterward. Like, I don't know, that's not a success. That's actually like... No, I think it is. I think that is a success because Mm -hmm. it's like you do this thing that you're dreading the most happening and once it happens Mm -hmm. and you're okay and you're not dead and you can still go on to keep putting in the effort, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. You didn't let it destroy you. Yeah, like it was... And then, you know, and it's like a thing too where it's not like you get up and then like leave the next day so you can forget about it it's like I was still there and like had to work with the person who beat me and everything and like and, and also like, fine, I think it's but, so uh-huh. funny that you've been so successful in your life that one of your greatest accomplishments was failing well, it's, like, it's like I mean well because because the thing is it's not even like it's because a lot of the other a lot of things that maybe you know it's like the highlight reel thing it's like a lot yeah. of the things that maybe I guess somebody who is looking at my life might call success like, oh, you know, you got in. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I worked very hard. That was great. But I know there are other factors at play. And, like, I see people who are perfectly qualified not get into the lamp or get into, you know, whatever thing or get the student government, whatever, that that it kind of, like, maybe then that kind of diminishes some of the successes where it's like, okay, I kind of know, like, if it's like we're talking about JFL before, and I think that is great, but for sure – when you see like oh somebody like Cameron or somebody like so and so somebody I really look up to also didn't get that then you feel like it kind of could it kind of um yeah it isn't the end all be all and that like all these things are kind of up in the air so if we if we get it one day then it's like oh this is great but I also want to keep you know the head on your shoulders so that you're not sort of like oh I'm the best okay yeah running around and so that's sort of the way that a lot of things have like come about I guess in the past it's like yeah sure technically that might be like considered a success but then you kind of know like I mean there's so many other factors at play it's not like just me being like all right yeah I checked all the boxes so I I get to wear this on my head the whole time yeah I don't know it's like you can check Um, all the boxes and still not to wear something on your head exactly yeah because there's all these like other factors yeah yeah so you can't control it yeah I love Uh that you gleamed from that and it seems like you do this a lot. You look at, like, the bigger picture and the lessons that you learned in something, mm-hmm. which is great to be so reflective and 
have those things that didn't go your way, but like also keep doing it and keep putting yourself out there. Sometimes it's so hard to even just put yourself up in that position. Like I never did student government or anything. Like I wouldn't have even considered it because I was like, there's no way anyone's going to want, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I didn't even think of much of myself to even try, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's like, it's also like a weird, like delusional thing (laughs) where you're like, why, why did I even think that that was a thing? I think it's a good delusional. I think some, (laughs) I think some level of delusion is good because, Mm -hmm. I mean, your right. your you thoughts dictate the... your actions, mm-hmm. and if you think that you're not great, you're not going to take action. Versus, if you're mm-hmm. like, I think I have a shot at this, you're going to be more likely to put an effort in. in right. Yeah. Like we it. have to kind of think bigger so that. Yeah. I mean, especially in entertainment, where there's literally yeah. like no validation for so long. Um, that yeah that it becomes kind of necessary to be like that's why I guess um we have that reputation yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah fair enough kind of have to just survive (laughs) cool well where can people find you oh um well speaking of social media she's all over social media I mean where can people see your highlight reel uh yeah catch the (laughs) highlight reel uh on instagram it's my name sierra cotto and then um twitter I'm on Facebook, but I, I don't, like, use my personal profile at all, so I don't Do you know. have, like, a page on there? I have a page, but I also, like, I don't know, it's real, it's a, re- a weird collection of me sometimes posting and never posting, but I'll, I'll try to get on but that you're more. pretty active really on Instagram. Instagram yeah, Instagram, I'm like, yeah. if I'm putting it on Instagram, I mean, I don't follow, know if I need to do all Instagram. the things. Uh-huh. Go to, see her in person, she's very funny. And uh, if you guys have liked this episode, oh, and I'm at the X Teen Little, like the X marks the spot. I wish it was easier to say, but whatever. If you like this I podcast, get you get it? Yeah. Some people can't. Cause we, cause I say the my... X Teen Little, they're like, what are you saying? <laughs> well, one of my cousins is Christy. So we call her Big X. X Teen. Big X. Big X. She's, She's big. tiny. She's like, oh. <laughs> that's great. I was like, that would be insensitive. If she... <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Please rate, subscribe share rate five stars by the way yeah, I have to... only rate if it's five stars yeah i'm, I'm looking at you pie in the sky mm. three or i forget his name whatever oh. but thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next time on a little like five